The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. All right, welcome in everybody to the Hoop Ball Celtics podcast presented by Hoop Ball. I am your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can find the show on Twitter at Hoop Ball Celtics. You can also find me on Twitter at Ball and Opinions. That's B A L L I N O P I N I O N S. For anything Celtics related, we tweet during the games and everything like that, and also put out our shows off of that platform. You can also find us on Apple um, Podcast and also YouTube for anything as well for as long as the shows are out and then also we're going to be talking going into uh some deep dive in here as the celtics have now officially are the seventh seed and have their matchups set in the first round so we'll be talking about that that matchup we'll also be going over is brad fire brad sorry brad stevens uh heat heating up on that on that seat is it getting getting a little warm is it a little fiery we'll talk about that as well and then also we'll just talk about um, the finish to that season and, and what we thought about it and all, all that, how that goes, all right? Well, let's just jump into it. Um, something I wanted to, to address was just the finish to the season uh, in May. Celtics ended up dropping four of the last five, I believe. One, two, three, four, five. Five of the last six. So outside of that, Timberwolves win. It looks like the Timberwolves win. We, we the Celtics weren't able to really do much. They had some disappointing losses against Chicago. Um, they had the back-to-back losses to the Heat that had a big impact on them falling to seventh seed. You had the Cavs game where the Celtics didn't play well, and then you know they blow out the the Timberwolves, and the next thing you know they they bench everybody in the f- season finale against uh, the New York Knicks, helping the Knicks clinch up that fourth seed. And uh, overall, you know, ending of the season was rough. I thought Boston was very hit or miss at times. The effort levels haven't always been there. You had Jalen Brown out. Fournier was still trying to get back into rhythm. And, uh, you know, just a, a finish where there was some urgency to maybe get out of that area of the play-in opportunity and lock up like a sixth or, or fifth seed and the Celtics really crumbled and then on top of it losing Jalen Brown in that last part of the season just really was a hit to the heart and I think a lot of Celtics fans are at the point now where the expectations have dropped a lot because it's they're not going to be healthy. We are doing exactly how I feel the Heat ended up getting and what I mean by that is the Celtics were banking on health down the stretch. They were hoping to get everybody back for a couple games, play, and get some momentum going into the playoffs and maybe shock some people. Get to these conference, maybe get, get over that hump and get into the finals this year, whatever it was. Their hope was banking on getting healthy. And instead, they ended up not being able to get rid of that injury bug, COVID bug that they've had on them all season couldn't seem to get anybody you know healthy for the whole year nobody on the injury list then you have the Miami Heat who are able to despite losing Victor Oladipo for the year 
which I also believe is you know he's in the trade is just like if the Celtics lost Fournier, it would have it would have felt less like okay we're still going in with the team we thought we were gonna have regardless the team with the most chemistry. Well, the Miami Heat are doing that, and that's they're starting to ride in in stride here as they uh, cruise into the the postseason getting ready and now they get that week off to get even healthier so that's a team to really watch for in the in the playoffs but that's what the celtics wanted that's you know what what's happening right now in miami is exactly what boston was banking on as far as the health goes and the direction of the ending of the season unfortunately it's it just didn't work out that way and that's okay you know we're we're gonna live with this, but this is still a good opportunity for some more growth going into this postseason in some bubble. We're gonna see how this what this team's really made of here in this playing tournament. Make sure they win that first game, or else you know the the fire's on. And speaking about the fire's on, do we think Brad Steven is you know potentially in potential to lose his job? Like, what what is the what is the you know logic behind we thinking Brad Stevens is on the hot seat? Is it the performance this year overall? Because he's gone to three of the last four Eastern Conference championships. He hasn't had teams that have been fully healthy, and it's it's really been a uphill battle. It seems every year dealing with something different. You know they can't seem to keep big stars like a Kyrie Irving a Horford a Gordon Hayward they've had it's been unlucky there and you know Danny Ainge has done a good job getting guys in the door but the thing is the Celtics have been really bad at keeping them in the door and so to to say that Brad Stevens is on the hot seat right now and and that this season is because of him and etc it's it was a weird season for adjusting and the quick turnaround, the COVID cases, the injuries. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you're just creating excuses. I'm pointing out the facts. I'm looking down at the facts here and looking at how many how many days were missed um, for a player because of COVID. And the Boston Celtics are number one in the league by over 50. 50 days, yeah. So to say that they were impacted uh, would be crazy now to say that that's a hundred percent the reason no definitely could have done some better things from brad stevens you know you know in, in many games just like with a lot of coaches but what what was real realistic expectations you know your best player this year is 20 24 you know the second best player is or 23 excuse me best second best player was 24 jalen brown 24 jason tatum 23 and their first real year of like being the dogs, right? Like being like the head honchos, you know, you had Gordon Hayward and Kevin last year kind of being like, you know, they were trying to refer to him and kind of get him there. But now this year they are there. So this season has been about growth and them becoming better at, in a leadership role and also learning, you know, this is a good season for them to learn. Like they've been winning a lot, right? This is a 500 season. Let's... Now we're putting the fire on them and saying like, hey, we want you to grow and show us what you're really made of and what you're able to do and accomplish here in Boston. And I think the I think that the, um, the two have done a really good job this year at, as far as their personal performances, but I think that they have a lot to learn as far as like rising the team with them. 
you know, they're two all-stars at a, a very good level in their careers. I don't see the reason for them having to them having to um, really like refer to a 500 season. I, I felt they were a lot better than what the record stated this year. And I, I just don't believe that Brad Stevens is at fault for it. I just think maybe the roster construction, the weird season, the in and outs, the inconsistencies, new people coming in, not getting enough time working together. And and overall, just they, they've worked really hard this season and improved, and I'm, I'm really hoping that they learn a lot this season from the experiences, from the down year. And in reality, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what they have to offer here. You know, it sucks that we don't have no Jalen Brown. But Jason Tatum, this is a big opportunity for Jason Tatum to be the guy, the number one guy, undoubtedly. Jalen Brown won't even be there to even take any load off of him. Let's let's see what Jason Tatum has to offer in a playoff series when the teams are locked in on him and what he's able to do. Can he play make? Can he get out of those double teams? I think this is going to be a real growth, um, growth situation for him. And I believe that Jason Tatum has the opportunity to really expand his game and, and display some things uh, over this tournament. Speaking of the tournament, we're going to jump into the Celtics locked in here at number seven. After going 36 and 36 on the season, the Wizards finished 34 and thir- uh, sorry 34 and 38. Ended up with that eight seed, surprisingly. Washington opened the season at three and two on the season from their first fifteen games, only won three. It was they just had a really slow start. A really slow start. So to see this team here make it all the way to the eight seed is impressive to say the least. And I think that it shouldn't be taken for granted. I think they're a lot better than what their record shows. Um and they finished the season at on a 17 to 6 tear. Like they literally last third 23 games and won 17 of them. So the this team can win. They're on a hot streak at the right time. And then the Celtics and the have been on the losers of the of 10 of their last 15 of the season. After having their longest win streak of this of the season too at six games. That was the longest win streak for Boston this year. Six games is wild. Um just throw in a, a nine-game absence from Fournier and the, and the loss of Jalen Brown at the end of the season is just, you know, it, it hits you differently. And Boston is is looking to hopefully come out of this game victorious and end up facing a a team um, in the in the playoffs that they have. Uh, they're definitely not going to be favored to. Uh, you know, if they finish this first game, they're going to get Brooklyn first round. And it's going to be just an uphill battle from there. Like, you know, take it game by game and hope that you have the ability to to uh, rise to the occasion. Let's hope that we can get to there. And then Boston is also 2-1 against the Wizards, but they haven't seen each other since February 28th. So both these clubs are a lot different since then. They've done a lot more different adjustments. The... The one thing that uh, Boston has in this matchup that they didn't in last is Evan Fournier, but they also won't have Jalen Brown. So you know, like there's there's a lot of different things that have happened since then. And then so you know, Celtics are just going to have to take advantage of of Bradley Beal, who is dealing with that hamstring strain that he had, and and it's just going to be it's going to be uh, an emphasis to push Bradley Beal to his limits and try to neutralize him 
on offense because they really can't let him just just get in rhythm and and feel comfortable in this event. So, uh, however, Westbrook is is coming off of winning Eastern Conference Player of the Month after averaging 26.3 points, 16.1 assists, and 13.8 rebounds. He's been on a tear. The Celtics are going to need to find ways to slow down Russell Westbrook. At the end of the day, if if Bradley Beal is hobbled, put all the pressure on Westbrook. Make force him to shoot. Go under screens. Make sure you're in good positioning. Make West, West, Russell Westbrook book beat you with jump shots. That's got to be the key in this matchup. Um, try to limit his fa- facilitation, and it's going to be hard because he's so good at driving to the basket and creating chaos and he gets these dump off passes and everything he's such a threat at the rim with his athleticism that he creates well for others pretty easily and effortlessly so the Celtics are really gonna have to dig deep and try to help but not over help and really just be in Westbrook's vicinity at all times, contain him. If they can contain Russell Westbrook, I believe with Bradley Beal having a messed up hamstring, it, it really bolds well for the Celtics. Um, the Wizards team has a lot of momentum right now coming into the play-in tournament as our, some would say, just getting hot at the right time. Like, And it's been well known, you know, if, if teams coming into the into postseasons of any sport and they have some momentum sometimes that momentum is is enough to kind of push you over the edge make an upset or anything like that so the Celtics got to be very careful on not coming out of this first quarter very sluggish to start out with this one and to come out with some urgency and and really lock in there's no time for slacking looking like you're not trying anymore this is this is it the the postseason starting everybody's record zero zero from here on out and you're playing like every game like it's game seven. So that and and the thing that I will say, uh this the thing that's going for the Celtics is they are at home. And if they are able to get it done against the Wizards, then they would have home court again on Thursday out of the Pacer versus Hornets winner matchup for the eighth seed. So just something to look out there, just making sure, you know. If, if we do end up losing, that's how the situation would go. And if they did end up falling to the eight seed and locking that, they would end up finding themselves against the 76ers, who they've played very well against in the postseasons in the past. But that team's also a different team, and they're feeling a lot more healthier and a lot more confident this year than, than most years, and they're, they're definitely a favorite to come out of the East. So just some notes there, and I, I think the Celtics really need to come into this game with the urgency of Game 7, I expect Jason Tatum to get a lot of double teams, so I'm going to be very interested on how he reacts to them. If he makes them pay early on, it will open up his game for the rest of you know, the time they're against the Wizards, and hopefully he's able to get buckets in that sense. But they're going to make him work. They're going to make him work, and we're going to make Westbrook work. And at the end of the day, we need Kemba Walker to rise to the occasion and, and really lift off some of that pressure of Jason Tatum and Robert Williams right now is currently a game time decision. So no word on if we'll have Robert Williams. Um, I do expect everybody else there to be there, obviously outside of the Jalen Brown news because he's out for a couple months with that ligament in his wrist, which is on his offhand, by the way, guys. And it's the same injury that Romeo Langford had. And 
on his shooting wrist. So it's a good thing that it's on his offhand. It, you know, just get well, Jalen Brown. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll see him during the this uh, tournament on the bench, rooting for the Celtics here. I know he's in the middle of his recovery and stuff. So, but yeah, watching Kemba Walker is going to be a huge key to this game. I'm also really highlighting Peyton Pritchard taking advantage uh, in the bench units. Our bench needs to be really crisp, really clean. There's no room for mistakes. I'm gonna be very interested on how Brad Stevens uses his lineups in this postseason as well with uh how limited he has been especially not having tristan thompson or having robert williams last game i'm hoping that thompson's was just a rest situation so we'll be monitoring that but i still expect thompson to play uh we'll just see how the celtics team really looks this is this is where it begins this is where it starts and this is where the expectations are rised and all eyes are on boston now like you're the favorite to win this game Go out there and make it. The thing that's making everybody nervous is the way that they've played so inconsistent this year. Start start by you know knocking all that noise away and come out with, with a bang. Come out swinging and sustain it. Not just go up, but sustain it. So I'm really looking for Boston to come out with a lot of urgency, a lot of drive, and a lot of effort on both ends of the floor. And I just want to see some some attempts to slow down Westbrook in various ways. I'm very interested in watching see how brad stevens coaches against uh brooks scott brooks over there and we're just gonna we're hoping for a celtics win at the end of the day uh, i personally think that the the celtics will be able to get past the wizards i'm actually happy that we got the wizards over the charlotte hornets just because the hornets this season have definitely had our number and even though they aren't with uh they don't have gordon hayward at the time you know, Terry Rozier's been playing good ball. They have LaMelo Ball back in the mix. And that team is young, energetic, and has a lot, lot of raw potential on them. And I can just see them shocking somebody. And especially in a playing game where it's just one game, it would not shock me had if they stayed at the 8th seed and we were the 7th seed that they were able to beat us. They did lose that close game against the Wizards, which caused this matchup how it is. The last game of the season came down between the Wizards in Charlotte, and the Wizards were able to pull it out. So, you know, that's just the young inexperience. I, I know they're missing Gordon Hayward. If they had Gordon Hayward, I'd feel a lot scared, more scared of them. But, I mean, they still have had our number, and they played very well against us this season. So I'm happy that we got the Wizards. Now we just got to make sure that we take advantage and get the job done and finish out this uh, finish out this game all the way through, able to, to get some rest before, you know, taking on – a very very talented Brooklyn Nets team. If, if anybody watched one of their last games of the season, uh, Blake Griffin had this wild uh, 180 passed behind you know behind his back over to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, um, I think it was Kyrie Irving, but he tossed it to one of the guards. The other guards throws out the backboard, and then KD finished it with like a dunk. It was it was just an insane play, insane play, probably play of the year. Um, but that's something to look uh, look towards. What we're we're possibly looking at here as uh, the Celtics look to take on the Wizards on Tuesday, guys. And let's just uh, buckle up, and join the ride, and let's let's go Celtics. You know, at the end of the day. So that's just going to conclude the show here. So thank you guys so much for stopping by. Please late rate this um, show on Apple Podcasts. You can rate this. Give us a five star rating. Write us a review. Please, please, please tell your friends about us. We are. Hoopball Celtics. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Celtics. 
You can also follow me on Twitter. I am the host, Patrick Lounsbury, at Ballin Opinions. That's B-A-L-L-I-N-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S. Thank you guys so much for giving me some of your time today, and let's go Celtics on Tuesday. See ya.